The following Quick Cuts episode contains adult language. Uh, who am I kidding? More like schoolyard punk talk. Back alley potty mouth. Canto bite drunk gambler speak. We deeply apologize for any sensitive ears listening today. Uh, go touch grass. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, this is Sam Whitworth. Hey, this is Will Wheaton. I'm Armin Shimmerman. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. Hi, this is Aaron McCarty. Hi, this is Mark Pellegrino. And welcome to the FSF Popcast, your home for the all nerdy, no dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. You can find us on your favorite audio podcast providers, Real Wise Radio, and of course, our YouTube channel. now the ultimate power in the universe excellent let's start this baby up all right folks welcome to another quick cuts episode it's our series where we pick a topic we pick a friend and we comment on that topic in a quick segment perhaps it's a topic we can't stretch out to a full-length episode or it's a hot topic worthy of a quick round of comments or a quick cut see what i did there all right so tonight (laughs) We have three topics to astound you, three topics to amaze you, and three friends to join us in the discussion. Stay with us. This is the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Woo! At it. Go for it, Shanti. Hello, Scuttlebutties. Gotta love that radio voice, bro. Uh, (laughs) We're here today with I guess we can call him a friend. Um, <laughs> extra techie of extra Star Wars, extra, extra, I don't know what else, extra gum. And we're here to do a quick cuts topic about swearing in Star Wars. This was totally made for me. So let's totally. fucking do this. Let's fucking do this. Uh, we uh, put out three questions in the last couple of weeks. Um, swearing in Star Wars was one of them, and it got a lot of reaction. We had another one that you guys will be hearing later on. Um, and uh, but yeah, these quick cuts are designed to be, you know, choppy, quick, quick, quick cuts, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sean <laughs> definitely has some opinions about uh, swearing in Star Wars, and no. uh, I think the rest of us uh, do as well. I guess a little history, you know, uh, and or series. We everybody has been really enjoying the series. We all did our uh, our review shows. Andor is over. We're uh, waiting uh, for uh, season two, uh, hopefully in the near future. But it seems like it's uh, two years away. But um, we got some firsts in Andor. Um, one of the first that is notable in my mind is uh, an Imperial officer took a leak behind some rocks, um, <laughs> which we've never seen a, a, a Star Wars character um, drop trow and uh, take a leak. Did you, you guys gotta go? You got to go, man. Yeah, exactly. But um, another first was, um, I guess, a character said the word shit. <gasps> 
And that was like jarring. I think a lot of people were taken aback. Family entertainment. We've got we're getting some uh, we're getting some gray material there in the gray area. But uh, I guess you know when um, when we get into the f bombs, it might be a little different. Tony Guroy uh, recently uh, revealed that they tried to put an f bomb in uh, that last episode of Andor. Um, the one with the bricks. First of all, they have bricks and they have screws. Now you're going to put F-bombs in there? Mm. Totally takes me out of it. Mm. How dare they? Well, thank you for having me. Uh, if I couldn't do it tonight, I would have had to see you next Tuesday. We're <laughs> doing quick cuts tonight. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember um, the shit drop because the first three episodes of Andor, I felt like I was sitting on my couch for three hours. I was really tired. I think I fell asleep. Missed it. Uh, and didn't go back to rewatch it and also didn't care that they said shit. So who cares? It's it's fine. Um, I don't remember a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, no. uh, which is a little odd for Disney because, I mean, they, they've got some questionable material like Pinocchio, uh, where they have cigarettes being smoked, you know, in cartoon land. And they got disclaimers. And I think they could have just gotten away with it by saying, hey, there's a little bit of uh, colorful language and uh, be ready for it. Uh, yeah, but, I think it was in episode eight. It was pretty late in the game. Yeah. And maybe they maybe they'll add it because they can do that whenever they feel like it. Um, sure. They can edit out people in jeans and they can edit right. out Starbucks <laughs> cups whenever yeah. they feel like it. Um, sure. What I found interesting about the F, the F, the empire sort of I'm not really a cursor by nature just because I've I'm a teacher. So I have to be very careful um, mm. when I when I say stuff around the, the high schoolers. But sure. Uh, they run my family. It's totally different. And on the golf course, it's no holds bar for sure. Uh, should an F-bomb be in Star Wars? I think Tony Gilroy just wrote it in and they just let it play like over the loudspeaker. And it just happened. And I think the Disney, whoever the rep is there was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We where'd that come from? We didn't discuss this. And Tony yeah. was probably like, yeah, it's fine. Let it fly. Uh, it's going to be fine. Yeah. I, I think it would have absolutely been a distraction mm -hmm. from the finale. I don't know if I would have recovered. Um, I'm not. <laughs> you, don't get me wrong. On the Internet, if I'm behind a keyboard, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> but in, in real life, I don't think it would have been a good idea to let the F-bomb fly. Um, just just from a branding standpoint. Now, you got your Deadpool in comparison, sure. and that's what it's all about. And. Even under the Disney flag, you know, Deadpool had to be a little careful. And now they're making a movie, right? This would be the first one under Disney's flag, Deadpool 3, if I'm if I'm correct, if I'm not yeah. wrong. I don't know. Right. right. You know, it's it's who I forget who made it last, but they had no they had no filter, you know, do what you gotta do. Um, but this one should be fine. Um, fight the empire makes more sense to me. Sure. You know, uh, they could have made up a word. I hear in the best case scenario for me, they could have fudged the audio and had an F and had it like buzz out. Right. And you could have made it up in your head. Sure. I would have been okay with that. You know, and I think that would have been fine. And I think we would have been like, damn, they said mm -hmm. F. And right. it would have it would have been a same impact without the actual curse board. And I think that would have been best case scenario. I mean, fight the empire. It was still good. I mean, it didn't, it was actually perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, how she ends it, uh, Mar our, our girl Marva. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think F-bomb should be in Star Wars. 
Um, Shanti, what about you? Um, I know uh, you are Miss Potty Mouth. You have oh, no filters, sure. but but what uh, what are your thoughts on um, language like this in a Star Wars? Well, kind of like Sean, uh, uh, believe it or not, I've always been very masterful at shutting it on and off. And a lot of that was because my parents were never really for it. And I mm. would never do it in front of them really out of pure respect. Of course, now being 36 years old, I don't I don't care anymore. But and around my nieces, you know, who are very young and things like so I've always been very used to having to switch it on and off. So um, but I I agree that that is not a word that I want to hear in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a step too far. And I'm kind of like, I did not hear um, the word shit being uttered mm-hmm. the first time. I didn't even know until I started seeing everyone lose their minds <laughs> on Twitter. And I was yeah. like, where and i had to go back and actually rewatch the episode and when i caught it i was like who cares <laughs> so your your, your mind is not, always yeah your mind is always in the gutter that's why it just kind of flew past you why, but i and not only that but he only said it once it's not like he went oh shit 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 you know then i probably <laughs> yeah, would have noticed it and yeah. it's not like they were you know dropping a curse word in every single episode and i think in that moment him being still a human obviously not some sort of alien creature i don't know for me in the in that moment i was like yeah okay i can see why that would call for that expletive you know so it just didn't it didn't bother me so one of the arguments um that i have heard obviously besides the fact that star wars has always been kind of a family entertainment type ip you also have uh, the other star, uh, Star Trek, that has also been kind of a family-oriented IP. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it has been streaming, um, some of the shows are using uh, swear words um, more on a regular basis. You've got characters saying, you know, fuck this and all, all that stuff. You've got Picard saying, fuck you. And, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a little weird. Um, and I think in that universe, it, I, I guess it kind of makes sense because it is Earth and you still you do have these right. words. But in Star Wars, um, I'll ask you guys this. You know, they've already kind of uh, created um, Star Wars swear words like Dank Farrick and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Does does that if there are f bombs or if there are earthly swear words in Star Wars, does that take away the impact of those made up words in in your mind? What do you guys think? I find those made up words to actually be more distracting because it is made up and it sounds a little silly to sure. me. Okay. But I also understand that this is a whole other different universe, you know, and there's obviously going to be there you know a set you know it's going to have its own language but set aside curse words it's not like we've never heard modern terminology that we use within star wars films i mean you can go back to the original trilogy and you know harrison ford is saying you know laugh it up fuzzball like fuzzball that's something that you would hear here on earth you know what i mean like that's I can't imagine that's just a term that's used in Star Wars. So, but again, it's just about towing that fine line. So I just, I still don't want to hear it 
you know, I don't want it to be every other word out of somebody's mouth in Star Wars. I, I recently uh, was watching Rebels because my daughter decided to wake me up at seven in the morning, and that was a bad that was a bad way. And I said, "Well, we're going to sit downstairs, and we're going to sort Lego, and I'm going to put on Star Wars Rebels, and that's the morning." Congratulations for waking up. <laughs> and uh, there are several uh, fakey curse words in Rebels, and you've got Criff, and you've got Carabast. And right. both are used in tones and inflections, which would indicate that they were cursing. Right. Um, I think Criff uh, is like the shit of Rebels. Mm-hmm. And Carabast uh, slash Dank Ferric is like, son of a bitch. I think that's where, where I go. But the, I don't think I've ever heard a fakey curse word that would resemble the F-bomb unless it's Nerf Herder. <laughs> which I don't think it is. No. Or you could be like like Nerf Herder is like a fuck twat. Wow. Maybe that's maybe that's me. Is it just me? <laughs> Might now, be. Now say that, say that the scene in your head, but replace right. it with fuck twat. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up, fuck twat. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, I think uh, you know, when, when the <laughs> You said this is a family-friendly IP, but all the old white guys get really mad at the new characters by cursing at them on the internet. So I don't understand why there can't be curse words in Star Wars. Uh, but I totally get, like, when, when I think of my daughter, who's a sponge right now at five, she, it was raining one day. She came downstairs. She stopped <laughs> mid-flight on the steps, looked outside and went, Oh, it really sucks when it rains. And I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> One, you're right. Not going to take that away from you. We're going to be inside all day. Two, there are other ways to say things. Right. Three, that's your mother's fault because you know I don't say that in front of you. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, she loves the Star Wars IP. We literally went to this Flyer Star Wars game last night, saw a bunch of characters, can't post them because I don't post my kids online. Um, but, I mean, she was she was all in. But if they had cursing in there, like she's she's got a sticker of Deadpool because she had a bunch of Marvel stickers. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's like, why does he have guns? And I'm like, this is a hard conversation to have with you. Right. Yeah. Because he's kind of good, but he's kind of bad, but he's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But he also carries guns and swords and he curses. Yeah, and that's a hard fi- conversation to have with a five-year-old. So our demo mm-hmm. for Star Wars is, you know, the five to twelve-year-old, and then my age and up. Um, so you know, it's I don't think there is a, an appropriate place for right. it. And honestly, there's nothing so serious about Star Wars to create that. Andor is the most serious I've ever seen mm-hmm. it. Sure. So it makes sense, even in the mm-hmm. small thing. You would think that in Narkeena Five, they would have been like blowing off steam because they're just doing the same thing over and over again yeah. but they seemed pretty happy you know to be in <laughs> relatively incarcerated speaking. right you know you would mm-hmm. think like the when they did the distraction for the guards that they would have yelled curse words right right that right. would have been the time to do it sure. um but they did it yeah. you know so maybe tony gilroy was like hey we're just gonna throw it in there and see what happens and you know, maybe they maybe they did uh, several scenes. Maybe they did a scene with cursing and one without, and they recut it and re-uploaded it, knowing that it was getting a little negative backlash. We don't mm-hmm. know, but that yeah. would be in, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. You know, we um when we uh, have discussions with Andrew and Marisha over at the Science Fictionary, um regarding oh, mm-hmm. regarding books, 
um andrew uh they both have told us that you know obviously their kids love reading their kids love you know picking up a star wars book but lately some of the star wars books they have had to pre-read to kind of make sure that some of the content isn't too adulty um you know obviously the one of the first novels was uh lost stars and you you got some you know some some very teen uh, you know, scenarios there. You've got yeah. uh, some of the other uh, newer books that, that have, uh, you know, relationships that really get racy, uh, descriptive and otherwise in some of the, some of the novels. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And um, I don't know. Um, I would uh, probably, you know, vote against any, you know, hard swear words in a star Wars, because like you said, you know, it, it, it does have to kind of appeal to a broader audience in order for uh, the IP to continue growing and to continue attracting audiences. I, I you know, I think it, it it's more universally accepted if it's um, if it's more family friendly. Right. Right. I don't recall any curse words in any of the books i'm looking at every time i look back i'm looking at my novel collection which you sure can't see. and, and i don't like, think i don't think they're curse words i think it's yeah. um it was just the more scene adult scenes up, yeah, well, yeah. the the most sexual scene i remember was in master and apprentice with yeah qui-gon not with qui-gon but like there's a there's a, um, a different yeah <laughs> Why gonna get you? Um, <laughs> oh, so one of the why characters so, said, "Why yeah. so serious?" No, he's a, he's a he's a Jedi who's been so far away from Coruscant that he's very sexually open and definitely has sex. You know, for one hundred percent. You know, yeah, and I remember the audiobook. Yeah. Somebody says, uh, "You need to get laid." Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, oh, that's wow. the book. Yeah, right. for sure. You know, so there's 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 that exploration. There's a uh, very gender neutral. Um, explorations in a lot of the newer high republic books um there's definitely lesbian relationships in, in the high republic adventure books right. um not books but comics into whatever then there's crosses they do a good job at crossing over but um yeah no there's suggestive definitely suggestive pg-13 yeah. suggestive would say sure would agree you know it's nothing like uh luke <laughs> <laughs> And let me tell well, you, I, I, I hated that so much <laughs> in, in that book. And I, I think you pronounce it Joris Saboth. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to read it ever again. <laughs> it says Mario, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Mario, right. That, right. that old I mean, Jedi. I, don't know, man. I mean, yeah. look, I hate to bring up the sequel trilogy, but I had to look then, at a shirtless then, then Kylo Ren, okay? I had to look yeah. at a shirtless Kylo Ren. All right, yeah. so, you know, if you're going to give me that, then yeah. I'm okay with you saying shit in Andor. And again, yeah. again, all right, Andor, in my opinion, because we all read the internet like a bunch of crazy wackos, I think the majority of us knew going into Andor that this show was never marketed towards kids. Yeah. Okay. So if you chose to sit down with your five-year-old and watch Andor as a parent, I'm sorry to say that's on you. And I know I don't have kids. But like I said, I have nieces that are under mm -hmm. 10 years old and I was, anytime I was babysitting them and it was just me and them, I was a freak about what they watched what they mm -hmm. heard 
I would have to smack my ex-husband if he said a curse word and let one slip. So believe me, I don't play mm-hmm. when it comes to foul language and and children. So you know, yeah, and and especially foul language in a in an IP that is supposed to be for you it, know a right. younger and audience get, or a yeah, more universal audience. More universal. I don't like sure. to say younger because it really isn't. Star Wars really isn't targeted to just one specific age group. It really is for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My my five year old's not watching Andor. Quite. Yeah, simply. I mean, and although I did take her to see opinion. Rogue One, which. She said, remember when we went to that movie and Darth Vader killed all those guys? I go, yes. yes. PG-13. <laughs> and that is called a lesson in life. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah. It's just amazing to me because there's plenty of violence in Star Wars. And totally. it's funny to me that people lost, no pun intended, lost their shit over the word shit. Yeah. Or, or lost, we're their, okay with lost their hand. Anakin. Yeah, but we're okay yeah. with seeing Anakin being chopped up into bits right. or, or just uh, genociding yeah. yeah or killing like little kids slaughtering children that's right. perfectly fine yeah although reva did survive can we not too soon Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> bye everybody <laughs> Uh, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for joining us on this, uh, this segment of Quick Cuts on our show tonight. Um, yeah, we uh, definitely got opinions about stuff. And um, we uh, love to uh, chat with friends. Three topics, three friends, Quick Cuts. Uh, Sean, tell everybody where people can find you. Uh, the current project is Gaming Whenever. Uh, so you can just go to Extra Techie, find a bio.link. And right now I'm, I'm cutting together a, a, a Mario Kart video because the new <laughs> DLC just came out. So I'm going to show you all the secrets and hopefully we can translate that over to Red 5 Gaming sooner rather than later. Absolutely wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. And Miss Potty Mouth herself, Shanti, what is going on with you? Where can people find you to say hello there? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. At, well, you can find me on Twitter at Selena Kyle 29, Instagram Selena Kyle 2929, and across the board on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, you can find uh, Scarif After Dark as well. We are taking a holiday break after this Saturday. I think this Saturday has already passed because we are recording on the 8th. Um, so uh, please. Um, hit us up after the holidays, but make sure you check out our back catalog. We uh, had uh, such a wonderful time recording with many friends on our last month's episodes regarding ancient aliens and ghosts and Bigfoots and things like that. So check that out. Tell us what you think about that stuff. Uh, you want to leave us a voicemail? 773-234-8659. Don't make that face, Sean. I see you. I see you. I see what you. What the fuck is a voicemail? I give him shit all the time about the voicemail. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to hear the analytics on your voicemail, to be honest with you. You know what they say about Bigfoot, right? Sorry. Yes. Scare of dark. I apologize. Yeah, wrong show. Sorry. Uncomfortable silence. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> like my wife, a pregnant pause. <laughs> Excellent. All right. We uh we will be back after some messages from our friends. We will continue the quick cut discussions with some more friends. Talk to you guys later. 
Very nice, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. <clears throat> hear ye, hear ye. The dishonorable widow Abigail will now speak. Attention all weirdos, losers, rednecks, white trash, aliens, outcasts, outliers, sluts, whores, gangsters, thugs, poors, and anyone else who the world and society don't care about. I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. From movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, be kind and stay weird. This is my co-host, Shanti. Hello. Hi. One of. Hello. Um, thanks for coming on. Um... Okay, Scuttlebutt Nation, what is going on? And thank you for joining us on this edition of Quick Cuts. I've got with me my lovely co-host, Shanti. What's up, girl? Oh, there's that radio voice. There you go. <laughs> it's not going anywhere, baby. How you doing? Call, call today. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So um, last week we had a really great uh, back and forth with one of our followers and we were talking about uh, de-aging actors, old actors, uh, dead actors. Well, I guess you can. Can you de-age a dead actor? I don't know. But um, because of the Indiana Jones trailer that dropped last week, we uh, had some people comment on the, the look of young Indiana Jones. And um, I wanted to put it out there because somebody had also posted a de-aged Carrie Fisher, a de-aged Luke Sky or Mark Hamill uh, playing Luke Skywalker, obviously in uh, one of some of the early de-aging stuff that we saw from The Mandalorian. And now we have a de-aged Harrison Ford, which piqued my interest because now you've got the Holy Trinity uh, of <laughs> Star Wars and people were speculating um can we get some new star wars movies with the original cast which uh which is always an interesting mm. discussion on twitter but um that is what we're going to talk about today and we have such a wonderful guest and too bad you guys can't see what his name is <laughs> um but we'll we'll go into the rated g thing but i'll say it anyways mr dumbass how's it going brother <laughs> Uh, double dumbass to you. Well, wrong universe, but yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this whole conversation slash thing that makes my blood pressure boil, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I like you already. There's, um, th yeah, there's a lot of opinions, a lot of things going on, but, uh, for the folks that don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about um, your show and where people can find you. Oh yeah. Um, well, my real name is Drew and me and my co-host Brandon are hosts of the Across the Stars podcast. We are going through star everything Star Wars that's been on screen, timeline order, chronologically. So not release chronologically, which right now we're in the middle of the Clone Wars. And if you don't know, it's an anthology, not a series, and it bounces around everywhere. 
So it gets a little crazy, but we just go back. We watch something, have a guest. We, you've been on there. Your episode will release soon um, where we just talk about it and, you know, how it all fits together in, you know, timeline order instead of the way we all remember seeing it the first time. Um, and you can find us on pretty much every streaming platform um, across the stars um, with Drew and Brandon. Um, Twitter, we are across stars pod. And that's about it. Excellent. So Shanti is known for her very opinionated takes on what? certain things. Absolutely. That's 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 uh that's what the scuttlebutt's all about <laughs> at the water cooler. But um, it seems like this topic has um you know some very very interesting takes. And um, just so you know, so this quick cut show is we take uh, three topics and we split them up and we discuss them with uh, three individual friends and uh, put put a show together. But uh, these are our three great topics. So the first one, obviously, we've been talking about de-aging actors. Um, and I wanted to get before we get to um, some we got a voicemail message from our friend Nick. We also got some. Uh, folks on Twitter that responded to my question regarding um, de-aging and, you know, it, it kind of runs the gamut. There's uh, a lot of opinions out there, but I wanted to get to Shanti's take about de-aging in general. What what do you think about it? And obviously, you know, I mentioned Indiana Jones. You've got Young Indy. Um, what is your take on de-aging actors? Ugh. Um, <laughs> oh, I... I don't, oh man, I, it's just because, okay, because having watched the trailer and having not seen the movie yet, obviously for uh, Indiana Jones five, I don't know what, in what context or why they're showing, you know, a younger Indiana Jones and, you know, I, I'm assuming it's just a, hopefully a minor flashback. So if you're using it for that purpose, I, I guess I can understand, but the reason why I guess I, I'm just not for it is because um, we are the type of people that we just don't know when to stop. And so my worry is, is how long before we just don't need actors at all anymore and you're just going to go ahead and create, you know, actors in this, you know, in this medium. Like, I, you know, that's why I don't like it. And again... This is why I love when movies kind of are, you know, foreshadowing or warning us. There is a movie actually called um, Simone, but I think it's really pronounced like Sim One. It's with Al Pacino. Not wow. an, not a great movie, but it's a guilty pleasure movie for me. And he's basically like a failed producer in Hollywood. And he essentially comes up with a way of creating an actress just, you know, using the computer and he fools all of Hollywood and she becomes a pop singer and she's like an Oscar nominated actress. And he does all these things, you know, like getting a stand in to, to, you know, to pretend like he's whisking her away from a crowd and stuff. So it's like, that is my worry. Like how long before now we just don't even need humans at all. And, you know, so that could also be a whole other topic us being replaced, but yeah, that that's my worry. And there's also something about doing it with, actors that have passed away as much as I'd loved seeing Carrie Fisher and uh, uh, Peter Cushing in, um, in Rogue One. There was also something about it that 
for some reason felt slightly disrespectful because they've they've passed away. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. I did get a comment. Um, I did get a comment um, regarding that uh, the immorality, disrespectfulness of Disney doing that. But we'll get that. To, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Drew, what what is your take generally? And uh, yes, be free. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I do believe Carrie Fisher was still alive when they did hers for Rogue One, but not for well. Not for they're going to keep doing it. It's Disney. They're going to cash that cow every time mm-hmm. they can. Mine, I, I mixed a lot of feelings about this. Like, like Tarkin and if it, I don't want to steal from the voicemail because I heard it and it was exactly what I was going to say. But if it furthers along the story, then I can kind of give it a pass if it's used sparingly. Now, I'm not saying let's have a full-on Tarkin backstory movie where we use this completely for two hours. I'm talking like if it's needed for like a little shot, fine. The Indiana Jones one, no. that I haven't watched the trailer because as soon as I saw saw the screenshot of it, and I'm like, no. Because I wanted this to be Indy's old. He's passing the torch, so to speak, and somebody else is going to take over the mantle of the franchise. That's what I wanted. I mean, I'm not mad because I didn't get my way, but I don't want to see a de-aged Harrison Ford for two hours. I'm sorry. I just don't. Give me something else. And I still, for one, when it comes to Indiana Jones especially, if we took all of our food, threw it in the trash, and started eating nothing but shit forever, it would still be easier to get that taste out of my mouth than it would be Indiana Jones 4. Well, you say you're not bitter, but you sound pretty mad. I'm mad at Indiana Jones. I like you. You're awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Um, There's a reason I name myself dumbass in this thing. Um, When it comes to Indiana Jones 4, I will give that thing no do. It was was hot garbage. Because I I love the first three. And it's just, it put a a taste so bad in my mouth. I have no intention intentions of ever watching the fifth one i'm sorry i just don't and it's not even just the de-aging but on that since that's what we're talking about i don't want to see a two-hour movie where we have to make somebody look obviously 30 years younger than what they really are it's so my i guess to sum everything i just rambled on if it can be used to further if a plot point is needed use it like carrie fisher in the end of rogue one I'm perfectly fine with that one because she gets the information. She says it gave us hope. That was a nice little segue to five minutes later when we know she has it. What'd she do with it? Right. But I don't like it. I don't like it when it's the whole hook for the movie. So not a big fan. Sure. Sure. Right. Right. So I'm going to say that I love the hell out of all the stuff that they do uh, de-aging because I'm a big technology guy. I love the tech. I love what ILM does. And um, l- let me um, let me give a little credit to Indy 5 because I think uh, Indiana Jones movies in general, they start off with a younger Indiana Jones doing some sort of adventure. And then that like that's like basically – 
the the epilogue of the movie you've got indiana jones doing something and then you know it transitions to like present day indiana jones like uh, you know obviously um not temple of doom the um the one with his father uh last Last crusade yeah you've you've got you know river phoenix obviously plays a younger indiana jones and then you know you skip ahead you do that 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 uh hat transition and then you've got present day and obviously it's the two scenes are kind of uh related because they're both you know at at different ages they're both chasing after the cross of coronado which obviously makes sense i have a feeling that this is kind of going to be the same way you see nazis and nazi symbols in that uh de-age shot where his face is covered and then Mm -hmm. the sack comes off of him i don't think it's going to be a you know uh, like what you said, young Indy for two hours. Um, they're going to surprise us. I, I, I have a feeling that they're going to surprise us. But again, I love the tech. Um, here's something that could be said too, is that even the shot with Leia in Rogue One, that could have been done without de-aging. You could have just had an actress and then the camera shot would have been maybe from behind her. You could have heard her saying it. Um, so th- there's a, a, a follower that says that um, de-aging is never quote-unquote needed. It's done, obviously, for a wow factor um, for the audiences. Um, And I agree with that. I was just going to say, it feels like you're showing off. Like, look what we can do with a computer. Now, I agree. I don't think it's going to be young indie for two hours straight. But I guess, again, without not watching the movie yet, do we really need to see him de-aged? I mean, the young Indy only shows up in the one movie, which is The Last Crusade, and that's really it. So I have to see the movie first, obviously, without making a judgment. But in general, I I guess I I would say I'm kind of not for the de-aging stuff too much. Yeah. So I'm going to read a uh, quote from uh, one of our Twitter followers, uh, Trisab. He says, for me, the big question is what to do with the next generation of actors and what they might think about this. Will they miss out on opportunities to take on roles because they become stand-ins for Mm -hmm. older or deceased people? Will it be as fun to make the art? There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting take, too. I mean, we had the same conversation, uh, I think, in my industry when celebrities start taking the uh, the jobs of just regular voiceovers. I mean, you had what Jack Nicholson doing, you know, voiceovers for Tylenol commercials. Um, Does he need to do it? Probably not. But for some reason they hired him. Um, So it's, you know, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drew, what do you think of that comment? Uh, Well, I can, I can make lots of dumbass comments. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just going to, if we're on this track, it's just going to be a point where I believe like Chanti said a minute ago, it's just going to be movies are going to be a two hour video game cutscene, and we're just going to do everything. It's all going to be Pixar. Yeah. We can just do everything. We can make Mm -hmm. it look so real. Why do we need real people? And when you do that, you're going to lose all Mm -hmm. the emotion, all the feeling out of movies. I know I'm being very jumping the gun and, but we're human beings. When we get a toy, we're going to play the hell out of it. I mean, it's like me when I was 14 and realized yeah, there was a lock sure. on the bathroom door. Too far? <laughs> Too far? <laughs> uh, no, no. Maybe. No. I, I mean, you know, we, we see the line, I guess. 
<laughs> I'll, stop, oh my God. I'll stop sharing with you people. No, I need to have you on Scarab After Dark. (laughs) So let's get to that. um, Let's get to that voicemail. Our friend Nick has sent in a voicemail and um, he's uh, he um, he finds it uh, kind of worrisome. But he's also, you know, for it for like you said, Drew, you were talking about how, you know, it depends on how you use the tool. Let's uh, let's take a listen to that. We have an incoming transmission from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Hotline, Commander, and we can't withstand a voicemail of this magnitude! Hey, it's Nick from Twitter. Uh, I uh, was calling to leave my quick thoughts about the de-aging technology. Um, I'm for it if it's furthering a story like how they used it in Ant-Man with Michael Douglas to show his animosity with uh, Tony Stark's dad. Um, and with just the way his technology was being used. Um, I think it'll be really well. Uh, I think it'll work well in the new Indiana Jones movie. Um, where I get a little worried with it, especially in Star Wars, is that they're going to rely too much on de-aging to keep legacy characters around instead of building new ones. So I think to me it's a project-by-project basis. If it makes sense for the story, I don't mind it. You know, in some cases I like it. But I also get a little worrisome. It's also like in the movie The Irishman. If you're trying to have a guy play a 40-year-old, maybe use his face but on a younger body uh, because there are some scenes in that movie where you could clearly tell that De Niro and uh, Pacino's character are 75-year-old men trying to pretend to be 40. So, like I said, I think it'll be a project-by-project basis. Again, this is Nick uh, from Twitter. Um, but, yeah, those are my thoughts on the de-aging. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nick, for that voicemail. And uh, whenever we call on you to uh, record or leave us a voicemail, that number is 773 773- Two three four eight six five nine. Nick, thank you so much. So, guys, you heard the voicemail, and uh, he brings up a very interesting point regarding the original actors uh, bringing them back for new Star Wars stories, which I kind of mentioned at the beginning as well. Um, like I said, I'm like all for the technology if it's going to bring us new stories, but I can, I guess, I guess I can kind of see other people's take on being afraid that this technology is going to be overused. Um, Shanti, what do you think? Well, considering that my two favorite current Star Wars shows on Disney Plus have nothing to do with legacy characters, and I kind of feel like Disney did destroy the legacy characters, the last thing I want you to do now is to de-age, you know, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and bring them back. I feel like their stories have been told and honestly i still feel like their stories should have ended in return of the jedi and force awakens should have done a huge time jump so at this point i think i think disney just actually needs to just make it its own and come up with new characters or characters that haven't really been 
brought to life yet and and work on, on that just leave luke leia han padme like leave leave all of them alone you know and if you are going to use them then do it in the way of the clone wars and or and just have it be animated i just don't think i could take um those actors being recreated and dh for that although i will say I did like the way that Luke Skywalker was used at the end of Mandalorian, but I'm not exactly sure how I felt about him being used a little bit more extensively in what was it, Book of Boba Fett in the two Mando episodes. Right. I don't even I don't even know anymore because that whole thing confused me. <laughs> so, you know, it's just I don't know, a focus focus on other characters. Just we gotta learn to let go, you know, like they had their time, we got that magic, you're not gonna lightning's not going to strike twice. So I think we need to move on. No, damn it. Change is horrible. Oh, get over it, Ro. <laughs> get over it. I'm sorry. And really quick, really quick. Um, thank you, Nick. Um, and I just really quick. I know we're talking more about star Wars, but he is 100% correct. If you're going to use it, please make sure that you are using other actors because it's true. The Irishman, a lot of people could not take it seriously because you were watching almost 90 year old men walking around trying to be 40 year olds and they were walking so slow that it was extremely noticeable. Now with Michael Douglas, it was great because when he runs off in the hallway, you could tell that somebody completely different, but that kind of sucks too. Cause we know the mannerisms of all these actors. Yeah. So now you got to get a stand in that can replicate even the mannerisms to match whatever, you know, right. deep fake or whatever it is that you're going to put on their face. There's just, it's, yeah. it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the, there is a clip from, uh, an interview from entertainment tonight that Harrison Ford was, uh, was on and the interviewer asked, uh, Harrison about the de-aging technology. And he says that this time it's, it's a, a whole different ball of wax. It wasn't, the usual deep fake. It wasn't CGI. It was actually archival footage of Harrison Ford as a younger actor that they, uh, um, you know, scanned and, and mapped onto the actor of a, of another, um, uh, so the face of another so actor. That's why yeah. it looks so good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, obviously the technology, you know, by leaps and bounds, they got to try something new, uh, mm -hmm. every time. And I think, uh, on a big budget movie, like, like in an Indiana Jones, uh, you know, they, um, maybe they had to, I don't know, maybe they took a look at some of the older stuff and said, you know what, I think we can do something better. We've got another idea. Um, but you know, that, that is the innovation that I really enjoy, uh, especially from ILM, um, and that's why one of the reasons I just love all this technology. I love reading about it. I love experiencing it. And I would love to see what other people think about it. Um, Drew, what do you, what about you? Uh, for the whole star Wars thing? Like, do I want to see Han? Like, yeah, yeah. Han? No, absolutely not. I, we had actually had this conversation <laughs> on an episode we recorded for our podcast last night. It's been 45 years. I'm done with anything named Skywalker. Move on. Oh my God. Move on. <laughs> Find some, like, I haven't seen Andor, but everybody praises it. I, we're saving, I'm saving my first viewing of it for our podcast coming up. So I haven't seen it yet, but I love The Mandalorian. I love the book of Boba Fett, and they weren't centered around daddy issues with the Skywalker family. And I'm done with them. Move on. Find me something else. Like Shanti said, do me a massive time jump forward or backward. I don't care which direction. Go back to the old 
older public. Let's do that for a while. Go 10,000 years in the future where we're all space slugs. I don't care. Do something else. <laughs> Mando has daddy issues. What are you talking about? Well, oh, jeez. Well, well, <laughs> don't get me started. Well, he, yeah, well, Robot killed my Broken daddy. Hater. Not nearly as bad as oh, Luke and Leia. Oh, my daddy blew it's up just, Where does it wah, end? Wah, wah. Where, where do you draw the line? <laughs> where do you draw the line, indeed? I was going to say something, and I totally forgot. Um... Oh, you know what? I was going to say, you mentioned that uh, you have not seen Andor yet, and um, Star Wars fans are weird when they don't watch Star Wars. I'm just saving it. You're weird. <laughs> I am weird. I'm a dumbass. I'm just saving it for my first viewing. No, I was talking about Rogue, oh. not you. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll own it. You're fine. You're fine. No, I'm just saving my first viewing of it for the podcast because it'll be later this year. So I'm trying to hold off yes. a little bit. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, it seems like uh, we are all over the place. Um, at least I'm all over the place, uh, s- separated uh, by opinions with uh, with you guys. You guys just uh, want to get over it, and I want more of it. Don't so. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I respect <laughs> the technology, and it is very impressive. I just don't want it. Oh, absolutely. It's like yeah. It's like yeah. that beautifully right. hand knitted sweater I got for Christmas that had my um, first letter of my last name on it. It was absolutely beautiful. Am I going to go show that off to my friends? Oh God, no! I don't want punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Nice. You're on an island by yourself, Ro. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's uh. That's the wonderful thing of these quick cut episodes, and I love it. Opinions galore, and we certainly had them. Mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. Any uh, final thoughts before we close out this section of uh, this Quick Cuts episode? We got more stuff to talk about. More stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Really great topic, honestly. I, you know, it's it's just a weird thing because I'm I'm someone who's completely attached to their phone, constantly on Twitter. I clearly love certain technology, but then, you know, I think it's a generational thing. For, you know, for me, having grown up, I know you, I'm a fetus, row to you, but exactly. I grew up with practical effects. I didn't grow up yet with there being a ton of technology being injected into movies. And while we've already had it for a while, I feel like there are some things that just feel blasphemous in a way. So, you know me, I've said it before. Less is more. CGI should have only been used to enhance things. Now it's completely taken over and gone back to what it was supposed to combat. Which was everything looking fake. And now and now everything looks fake. So that is again my worry. So and again, as someone who wanted to be an actress, the last thing I would ever promote is a technology that could make physical actors completely obsolete. So my- 
That's my take. That's the scuttlebutt for me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> my last thing. Sounds oh. good. Drew, any final oh. thoughts? My last thing I will say, if they want to use this for legacy characters, I am all about a C-3PO R2-D2 de-aged adventure. I will watch the hell out of that. <laughs> what the hell? Chewy 2. <laughs> see a baby chewy <laughs> excellent excellent all right so we got those opinions we got more opinions coming up right after this this is ro and uh, shanti thank you drew so much for joining us on this section of quick cuts thanks i love drew. these thanks i love these shows me too Let's remind folks where people can find you, Drew. Oh, we are at, on Twitter at Across Stars Pod, and you can catch Across the Stars Podcast on all your favorite places to steal podcasts. Excellent. Let's check out some messages from some of our friends and get back to quick cuts. Right, friends, time to say thank you and acknowledge all the wonderful souls that help keep the lights on over here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thanks. We're super lucky to have you. Big thanks to our executor tier patrons, Backyard Tardis, Nick Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel and catch up on his adventures in locksmithing. Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast, another Red 5 pod. Look for them on all the socials. Can't forget our other patrons, Rogue One Radio. Thank you, DJ. Steve and Nicole. And check out Comics and Cosmetics. Danny's got some lovely takes on comics and uh, cosmetics. Go subscribe to her show. Our Miami pal, The Frank. What's up, Frank? And Joey Rosales, longtime supporter of The Scuttlebutt. Thank you, kind sir. Massive shout out to my co-host and mistress of the dark, Chantel of Scarif After Dark. And the ever so wonderful Belinda. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you're on this list. Big thanks to our other friends, Alex and Jay, and our resident classic Hollywood expert, one of our favorite collaborators, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Huge respect to all our patrons. And if you want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. Hey there, kids and cadets. It's Tim from the FSF Popcast, and you're listening to the Scarif Podcast, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Hey, it's Dragon Buddy, and you're listening to the Scarif Podcast. That's the Scuttlebutt. Hey, it's Toby One Kenobi. You're listening to the Scarif Podcast, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Hey, this is Todd Hoffman from WSTR Galactic Public Access and Big T Little T Podcast. You're listening to the Scarif Podcast. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Hello, this is Hondo Naka. You are listening to the Scarif Podcast. And that's the Scuttlebutt. Okay, cut. Who has my credits? I must get going. I'm being chased by the Empire after all. Tune into the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Deep dives, geek talk, and an occasional butt. Only on the Red 5 Network.
right, Scuttlebutt Nation, welcome back to our Quick Cuts episode. This is going to be the third topic, and it is a good one. I am joined right now by 1,000th Ghost. Can I call you 1K? You can if you want to, Chris, either way. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for joining us. Um, so the last uh, two topics uh, w- were pretty good, um, but we got one that is, uh, you know, we saved the, the best for last, as they say. So um, a while ago, um, there was this little movie called Solo that came out, and um, it, it it did what it did at the box office. Um, and some people mm-hmm. might say that uh, at that time we had – Star Wars fatigue, and at least that was the uh, the argument that a lot of people were saying for its demise. Uh, you can um, say that it didn't do too well at the box office, or it did, I guess, uh, <clears throat> depending on who you ask. But um, nowadays, uh, people are talking about superhero movie fatigue or MCU fatigue. And I know the MCU is a, um, a gargantuan machine that pumps out movies, uh, you know, sometimes a, a couple a year. But it's, um, it's going strong. It's going strong. And uh, somebody who had, um, I guess, you know, from uh, from your um, from your history, somebody um, like us who lived through the '80s and '90s that really didn't get a lot of this type of thing, now is um, now is you know we're getting a plethora of of MCU and sci-fi, and everybody wants to be a geek and all that stuff. But um, I wanted to talk to you about that uh, that notion, the uh, the MCU or superhero movie fatigue. Do you? Um, do you feel like it's a thing or uh, is that is it a myth? First of all, hello. Hi, hi. <laughs> How are you? Good, good, good. Sometimes I get on a tangent. But um, before you answer that question, I want to let people know uh, where people can find you and uh, what kind of stuff that you like. Um, I have a little channel. It's called 1000 Ghost Toys. And I do some uh some reviews toy hunts uh show off what i've picked up recently do live streams with some people um i'm an inbox collector so i'm not a big opener and reviewer but i love transformers marvel um like you said growing up in the dark times when there wasn't a lot of of stuff for sci-fi for us um i have definitely been enjoying the past say you know, probably since Marvel started the past 10 or 12 years of content constantly coming out. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I hear this term superhero movie fatigue and MCU fatigue. And uh, I'm like, do you damn kids get off my lawn? It's, um, it's, it's kind of funny. What yeah. is it about the what is it about the 80s that um, that you like? And I, I, you know, I always say I'm an 80s kid. I, I loved a lot of aspects of the 80s. Um, but what is it about the 80s that uh, that you like? Well, I think it's just it's definitely a nostalgia. I would say probably while we were living it, we didn't know it was as bad as it might have been because our parents had to deal with all that. But I love the music. I love the movies. Movies were an event type of thing. They weren't something you went to all the time and you didn't get them on, you know, streaming or VHS or whatever, you know, two months after a movie hit the theater. If you wanted to see a movie, you went to the theater and saw it. And then later that year, maybe seven, eight months down the road, they put it out on VHS for us. If you're lucky, Um, yeah. If you're lucky. And even then, you couldn't, some people, you couldn't even afford VHS. I remember when, like, 
uh, early stuff for Jurassic Park came out, those they were a hundred dollars a VHS because they wanted Blockbuster and stuff to buy them first, and then they dumped to the nation national chains. Do you remember? Um, I remember buying my very first VHS with uh, my own money. I was in high school. And um, it was a whopping, you know, for a teenage kid, a whopping seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. And it, it was uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, nice. Uh, I was one of the, uh, well, not me. My family was a late converter. Uh, <laughs> we were a beta family, a beta nice. max family. I remember, and people don't oh. remember the, the Betamax VHS wars. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is the industry still uses beta and, you know, everybody switched to VHS, but the first beta tape I can remember buying was $49.99 and it was Star Trek, the motion picture. Nice. And loved that movie. I, I watch it now and I'm like, man, you could cut like 30 minutes out of this and it'd be fine. But do you still have it? I, of course. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, of course. it doesn't work because I ran the cleaner. Uh, I ran out of cleaner for it. Oh. So I don't dare put anything in it. Because I'm afraid, you know, they sure. might eat it. Yeah. The this only thing kids don't understand, we could lose. Right. Hate. Yeah. Yeah. Physical media. Yeah. I that's love a, physical media. Yeah. That's that's another show. Uh, I always have a discussion with my um, my younger friends that uh, are like, why why do you keep all that stuff? And then they, you know, places like Disney, they start changing things, and they're like, oh my god, why did they change it? Well, if well, you had the physical media. Right. I mean, none of the Mandalorian or is even on DVD. I mean, yeah, DVD or Blu-ray. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, they can't change what you own in your hand. Exactly. Exactly. The advantage of physical media. The uh, the only thing I have on VH, I'm sorry, on beta mm -hmm. is the, uh, I th what was it? The 1986 championship um, Chicago Bears Super Bowl shuffle. Nice. <laughs> we are the best shuffling crew, shuffling on down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good, blowing your mind like we knew we would. You know we're just strutting for fun, strutting our stuff for everyone. We're not here to start no trouble, we're just here to do the Super Bowl show. Well, they call I got it around here somewhere. That's that hilarious. Awesome. We were all Bears fans back then with the fridge and McMahon and, you know. Yeah. They were like the anti-cowboys. That's funny. Hilarious. But yeah, Absolutely. 80s, 80s TV is great. 80s cartoons. 80s toys. Sure. You know, um, it was definitely a, a kind of weird nerd age, you know, that we look back on and we're like, wow, there was a lot of kind of cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I, I wanted to ask you before we get into this main topic about uh, MCU movie fatigue, you know, we I, I always have this conversation with friends regarding um, the fact that there is so much geek stuff out there. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Disney owns the gamut on, on it. You've got Marvel, you've got Star Wars, there's uh, streaming services that are releasing Star Trek shows up the wazoo, basically. Um, but it's nowadays, it's, uh, like the song says, it's hip to be square. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, uh, and you said it earlier, you know, going to the movies and, and, um, there, they were events, you know, you, you, uh, 
you know, back in the, um, in, you know, in the early times, you know, we had to wait three years before a Star Wars movie was released. And then when, you know, when something special came up, you know, you, you um, called your buddies and uh, you went out to eat or whatever. And uh, it was it, it was a very it was a social event. Um, nowadays, to, uh, once all three were out, did you ever go to the Star Wars trilogies they ran? Yes. And actually, like in the 90s, um, I did that for Star Trek when they released Undiscovered Country. Yeah, I still have my ticket. Yeah, I um, I loved uh, I loved the ticket. It was a commemorative ticket. It had um, it was I think the event here was called Sit Long and Prosper. Yes, <laughs> that that was harsh. Starting with uh, Star Trek one and then hitting five, and you're like, oh, yeah, got to stay away for another one more, one more, one more. That is funny. Yeah, Doctor Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. So, all right, let's get to this main topic. MCU movie fatigue. Um, And I guess, you know, I'll clump in the superhero stuff because obviously uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not the only uh, game in town when it comes to superhero movies. We've got uh, the DC uh, world, which um, I'm more of a, a, a Marvel guy than a DC. How about you? I've, I've pretty much, well, you know, we didn't have Marvel. We had DC. We had Superman. We had the four Superman movies. We had a couple Batman movies. For me, Marvel was always a TV thing. Mm-hmm. So you had the Incredible Hulk and you had Spider-Man and you had the cartoons. So I kind of grew up as a DC fan, but I'm Definitely more an MC as far as buying comics, I was always a Marvel fan. Definitely sure. Spider-Man, X-Men, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um let's cut to the chase. What do you think of that term, uh superhero movie fatigue? Does it apply to you? It it actually does apply to me, especially oh. with phase four. Um, I have found it very hard to finish the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have not seen, seen Shang-Chi or the Eternals. Um, there's two or three movies I'm behind on, and I do feel that way, that I am behind. And if I was going to go see, I haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder yet, but if I was going to, I felt I would need to see those to under maybe understand what was going on. Mm. So I can understand why people feel like, like be, before my mom passed, she was a big Marvel fan. And then she fell a couple movies behind and then she fell a series behind. And then it was to the point where she was four movies and a couple, and she was like, I can't do it anymore. And so she jumped and went to game of Thrones. Um, Cause she could just, you know, she could binge that whenever she needed to. Sure. So I wanted to ask you, do you think it, it's, it's because um, like I said earlier, they're pumping out so much material and, you know, as adults now, we have lives, we've got families, we've got responsibilities. Do you feel that perhaps maybe if we didn't have as many distractions, i.e. regular life stuff, would you be able to, to, um, to catch up on all the stuff that you've, uh, that you've missed? Or is it something that it's like, oh man, there's just too much. I just can't catch up no matter what. No, I think you're right. I think it's life. Life gets in the way. And I think that, you know, during that which must not be named, um, a lot of people caught up on a whole bunch of stuff and they were able to get kind of get into it. But I also feel that it's kind of 
and and it's hard to say this but like we're now reaching like fourth and fifth tier level marvel characters that nobody knows and so it's hard to get somebody excited to go see the eternals when they have no clue how any of those people are when you said you were going to go see the avengers and like the who and like well it's got the hulk and the incredible you know captain america oh okay cool right yeah nobody knows shang chi nobody knows that's why dr strange did okay and that's why i think love and thunder did all right because they know those characters but shang chi and you know the eternals just kind of laid there because people really didn't understand them and then once people the word of mouth about shang chi kind of got around we're like oh yeah that was good and then people started seeing it and then like most everybody i knew was like well you know it came out in august and we already know it's coming out on on disney plus at the end of september so why bother yeah i could sit at home and watch it sure i think that's that's another thing that that which must not be named has taught people is you don't have to go to the theater anymore which is sad yeah, it's, it's very sad. My group and I, we, um, you know, going to the theater, it's almost like a religious experience for us. It's uh, it's something special. And like, you know, we've already talked about how, how much an, of an event it is. Um, it's interesting. I mean, streaming has definitely, um, I don't know, uh, changed the landscape of, uh, of entertainment when it comes to movies. Um, I... Uh, I still say that I can have the biggest, baddest home theater set up at home, but there's just something about sitting in the dark with a couple of strangers in, in a room and getting your popcorn sitting down. It, that is, uh, that's special for me. And, and watching uh, the trailers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I miss the THX logo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the funny things is um, sometimes I can't go to movies with with some of my friends who are let's call them regular people because you know a movie starts at eight and obviously you get there a couple of minutes early because you want to watch the trailer you want to get the best seat available this was obviously before you had to pay for your you know assigned seating yeah where's the fun in that that was the other part of the adventure you get in there you get your popcorn your drink your whatever and you sit down and, um, you, you know, you fight the crowds for the best seat. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, not that habit yet. I would say that's the one thing I love about new because it's hard to fight seating. But I still show up 15 minutes before the show's supposed to start. Sure. But, yeah, like I said, that's uh, that's another aspect of uh, of modern times, I guess, regarding, um, you know, movie theater experiences. Which I'm, you know, I'm sure that could be a, a topic for a, for another show. Um, but um, you know, the other thing too is uh, one of the things that people say regarding superhero movie fatigue is that it's not that there's so much material in movies coming out having to do with superheroes. It's just that some of the stories tend to be mediocre. Or, like you said, you know, characters that are unknown. Um, what do you think of the? What, what do you think about that idea? I think that can be true. I think that, I think that's kind of where where Star Wars went, and and you're seeing it with Marvel now, where they're kind of pushing out movies faster than their storyline has moved forward. Um, and so, like everybody's, all of Phase Four was supposed to be setting up Kang the Conqueror. And things for the next phase and honestly he's been in what loki right and that's that's it really 
and they don't even talk about it mostly in the other. So there's nothing, there's not a coherent story keeping all these movies together. I mean, we had what, 22 movies connecting from Captain America all the way through Endgame, and every movie moved the story forward a little. And I think that's where they haven't come up with, I think they moved into phase four, not knowing what they were going to, where the end goal was. Right. Um, And that could have come with that. They had a plan and then buying Fox happened. And so you had a a whole bunch of additional characters that got added into the mix that they could use like the fantastic four and the X-Men. So that kind of maybe disrupted their plan a little bit, but I, I could see that, that, you know, you're just, you know, it, it's not like, it's not blah stories because the movies are still good. It's, yeah. you know, I, I would say the weakest of all of, of the new phase four stuff was the Eternals. And even that was really well made and the actors were good. Sure. And the CG was, was good. Um, let's not yeah. talk about you know, that giant hand and head that are now sticking out of the earth for no reason. <laughs> but, you know, and that nobody ever talked about again. Maybe but, it's a me- maybe it's a metaphor. Maybe it's not actually there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who gets only the people on the space station see that anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, that's too funny. You know, um, our friends over at the Science Fictionary Podcast, Andrew and Marisha, they talk about um, getting the story back to I guess more of uh, grounded storytelling. You know, you had uh, superheroes, you know, kind of like street superheroes is what they call them, like Spider-Man, um, you know, Daredevil. Iron Man, Daredevil. And, you know, now a lot of the times, um, you know, especially with uh, with Loki, you've got these um, later phases that um, where the stories and characters really deal with um, – you know, galactic events, uh, events that affect the the universe as a whole. And I think a lot of people, um, I don't know whether they can't relate to those story elements or they just want to kind of go back to basics. Um, you know, they, they want to. I do think that's part of it. I think a lot of it is how can every movie be the end of the world? Yeah. And if it is the end of the world, why isn't Thor there to help? That kind of right. Thing. Those are the questions that come up. It's, how can this be the end of the world if the Avengers aren't helping? Yeah. You know, so they need to dial some of this stuff back. Like that's why I love the Ant-Man movies so much. Sure. Because the Ant-Man movies are not about the destruction of the world. It's mostly the destruction of San Francisco. Now the ne- next one is going to be, you know, good because it's setting up the quantum realm and everything. But that again, will go toward Kang and Conqueror. That'll move the whole story forward. But that's why I love the Ant-Man movies because not only is Paul Rudd just, you know, Paul Rudd, but they're grounded more than, you know, I know a lot of people didn't like the last Thor movie and I haven't seen it yet, but they just say it was kooky and, you know, it, you know, just out there too out yeah. there for them. Sure. Yeah, I, I did. That's probably the last uh, MCU film I saw. And uh, yeah, it's uh it's pretty kooky. Well, and you've got DC kind of sliding in and out of things. So, you know, we've been waiting for the Flash movie for, what, five years now? Yeah. Since it was announced. And now, with the actor having such a wild personal life, you know, they've moved it to June. And who knows? I'm super happy that James Gunn has taken over the direction. Um, 
of where the DC universe is going because it's just an incoherent mess over there, and they just randomly dump movies, and it's like, well, what does this have to do with anything? And yeah, the normies out there get them confused and think they're part of the Marvel universe. Sure, you know. And, you know, a lot of times I think uh, sometimes I feel, especially the last few years, is that they're, you know, DC is just dropping movies just to make sure that they don't lose their license. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the last uh, the last DC movie I saw. I don't even remember. Like I said, I'm not a big DC uh, movie guy. I'm not a DC character guy. Um, you know, I, I love the main DC characters like uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. Um, but other than that, you know, I have no interest in seeing Black Adam um, or what's I the, saw the bit that I cared about, which was the post. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I do want to see Shazam. Shazam was the last one I saw in the theater oh. for DC. And that was yeah. a couple of years ago now. Um, but I don't I don't particularly care about DC. I no, I take that back. I saw the Batman. Loved yeah. the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was it was super grounded you know it didn't have you know giant well the end kind of fell apart a little bit but it didn't have these giant cg monsters and right all that stuff it was actually kind of a de detective story absolutely really nice. and uh me living in chicago it's uh it was wonderful to see uh our city there and on the big screen yeah i'm like i recognize that place and that place <laughs> that place is not near as dirty as they're making it look yeah Aww. Well, sometimes it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what, you know, and that's, and another DC movie that did really well that was super grounded was The Joker. Yeah. The Joker was super grounded. It did fine. And then you get, you know, the Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad 2, which got kookier, but everybody loved Peacemaker. That's um, the other one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, but, you know, I don't even know beyond The Flash. Uh, I guess Blue Blue Beetle has a movie coming, which that's going right. to be hard to sell because people don't know that character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they know the uh, they know the actor. Yeah. So that that, that might be a that. plus. Well, and like kind of like with um, with uh, Black Panther two, I think a lot of people went not out of out of curiosity. I think mostly out of curiosity how they were going to move forward with the movie without Chasman. And, yeah. But, you know, and I still haven't seen it yet. I pr I will probably try and see it at the theater because that seems like the type of movie that needs to be seen at the theater. Absolutely. I agree. Cool beans. So, Chris, um, thank you so much for joining us uh, here at the Scarif podcast. Um like I said, it was just uh, a, a quick cuts. We uh, usually tend to do these uh, segments real uh, short. But um, I want to ask you before we leave uh, two questions. The first question is, what uh, superhero project are you uh, most anticipating? Um, I would say I, if they announce it, I would like to see the new Superman. I want them to fix Superman in the DCU. Mm. And okay. bring him back to the... I don't need him to be the you know Boy Scout that Christopher Reeve was, but... Superman is is hope, and we need hope at the theater again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good good stuff. Um, yeah, anything with uh, Superman. Uh, I love uh, Henry Cavill's uh, take on Superman. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I'm waiting for, which I totally forgot, and I stumbled upon the trailer just the other day, 
is uh, the series, which I thought was going to be a movie when I first saw the trailer, of uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. That, and see, that's the other thing is Disney takes what was a movie idea and then pulls it out. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really good. It looks uh, really, really fantastic. Yeah. And then there's Armor Wars coming up, which looks good, too. Yep. Um, and Loki, too. I'm looking forward to Loki, too, because I love Edelson as, as Loki. He's just great. Yeah. He's one of those actors that was made to to play the role. It, and you do have to admit that that um, Marvel does really well at casting. They, yeah. They're very good at picking the right people for those roles. Absolutely. You know, when they announced uh, Paul Rudd to be um, Ant-Man, I was like, what? Yeah. I, you know, just it just didn't register. And then, you know, you see the movie and it's like, oh, my God, there's no perfect. There's no other perfect actor for this role. Yeah, especially in the in the later issues of the comic more recently, he is definitely that Ant-Man. It was like, oh, that's, yep, that's him. Kind of like I actually think it did really good casting of She-Hulk. Yeah. Because the way she reacted to the fourth wall breaks and stuff like that is exactly how Jennifer acts in the comic. Mm-hmm. And I know people hated that too, but I, I found it kind of funny. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I think, um, you know, what for me, what made it easier is uh, that uh, the actress is um, uh, easy to look at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> and I loved uh, uh, Orphan Black. That was a. Yeah, that was a uh, superb acting. Five different people. Oh, yeah. That must have been tough. But yeah. an actor's dream come true, I guess. Well, and you know, over it'll be interesting to see over the next year if they go back and fix any of that CG. It was really the later episodes weren't too bad, and but her eyes always looked dead. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have like I don't know photo mapped her real face over for her expression. Yeah, like one of seemed to have done with Harrison Ford if you've seen the Indiana Jones trailer. Sure. Yeah. And um, Harrison was talking about uh, that process that it's different than CGI. It was, you know, they were talking about um, taking old Harrison Ford movies and mapping the uh, the image of the younger actor onto uh, onto the this new footage. But yeah, I love uh, I love that uh, that technology. I love that stuff. Awesome sauce. Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Um, any closing thoughts? No, keep watching everything. You know, like what you like. You don't have to like everything and you don't have to attack people who don't like what you like. Um, Twitter is not the rest of the world. All Star Wars fans aren't jerks. <laughs> like what you like. And, you know, every, you know, remember for us older people, there were dark days when for 19 years we didn't have a new star wars movie and we got literally some of us beaten up for liking things like lord of the rings or doctor who so take it take it in stride like what you like if you don't like it don't watch it and then don't go on twitter and complain about it absolutely thank you so much chris thank you and uh remind uh folks where people can find you uh, 1000th Ghost Toys on YouTube or uh, 1000th Ghost on Twitter, Instagram, um, pretty much anything with that handle you'll find me on. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this Quick Cuts edition of the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, folks, there you have it. Another quick cuts in the can, as they say. Big thanks to Sean of Extra Techie and Extra Star Wars. Drew at Across the Stars and Chris, 1,000th Ghost. And of course, my wonderful co-host Shanti and all of you for listening to us. Keep dropping those suggestions and comments on Twitter if you want to be included in one of these Quick Cut episodes. Interact with our discussions and don't be afraid to let us know what your thoughts are on geek topics all the nerds are talking about. Until next time, this will be the final show of 2022. Have a wonderful holiday, everyone, and we'll see you next year for more of the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Be good to each other. listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network <laughs>